This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. What's up? What's up? Incredible, loved, and stellar humans. I'm so thankful for your life, and I'm so thankful that you've tuned into the Have You Heard podcast today. I am your host, Emma Mae McDaniel, and we are in part two of a stellar series with my sweet mama, and I am so excited that y'all are here. Friends, grab your headphones, and let's get into the word. Mama, welcome back. This is so fun. <laughs> it is, actually. I love it so much. I I just, I'm very much enjoying myself. I hope that y'all who are tuning in are just not only so encouraged and like growing in your walk with God, but I hope that this is refreshing to you. That was really also my prayer for this podcast is that it would just bring a lot of joy to you whenever it is that you're tuning in. Yeah. What what is something that made you smile today, Mom? Oh, I knew you were going to ask me this question. So um, we actually last night we went to dinner with some friends, and if any of you follow me on Instagram, you know that I have a English bulldog named Stump. He is my baby, um, and so we actually left him and Lottie Moon out. Um, Lottie Moon is our little wire-haired dachshund. <laughs> so we were gone for about four hours. We left them out, and when we came in. Stump was on the kitchen, not the kitchen. He was not on the kitchen table. He was, that would have been, I would have laughed, but he was actually on the living room couch, but not in a way that you could see him. So when I walked into the door, I was like, Stump, and he raises his head and his tongue is probably out this far out of his mouth. He has been sleeping the entire time. So (laughs) that definitely made me smile and made me want to go cuddle and love on Stump. Oh, that's so sweet. Guys, it's like the sweetest thing whenever Stump gets tired the more and more his tiredness progresses yes. the more and the more his, his tongue, tongue comes out. out yes that's how i don't I'm know yeah if he loses strength to keep I th- it i in. think it's just a relaxation thing the more yeah. he relaxes the like the longer the tongue goes i think so <laughs> remy will let his tongue out but it's not necessarily when he's tired it's just sometimes he closes his mouth lazy. and his tongue doesn't go <laughs> in so his tongue is just there <laughs> oh but i loved where last week we talked about your story and something that was so beautifully honed in on was how your story impacted our family Mm -hmm. and impacted the tone that was set in our home it impacted mine and nolan's relationship with god and how we saw god and how we pursued him and i had a lot of people reach out and ask as a question to you like what is a way or what are ways that I can show my kids who God is Mm. help them grow in their faith journey but it not be forced it not feel like it's pressed on them and I would just love to hear what you have to say yeah I think I, I think it's a really good question I think there's a couple things that I would say i think there's two ways that you would do this one is just very intentional ways things that you plan and those can be things like it can be mission trips it can be serving opportunities the way that you serve in the community and 
letting them know why you are doing what you're doing. Like what's the heart behind it? And all of that stems from actually being honest with your kids about who you are and why you do what you do. If you think back to my story, what I didn't understand from a young age was that there was a thing such as a relationship with God. And I think that's one thing I wish my parents would have been able to show me would have been the relationship. And I think that's what we carried over into our family now late because I didn't know that until y'all were already in upper elementary and junior high school. But I think any young parent out there, it's how are you going to show your relationship that you have personally with Christ to your child through your daily activities? And those can be things that are very intentional. Then there's going to be things I think that are unintentional, but it should be part of the routines that you just have set. So it may be your quiet time and your kids just know that that's what you're doing. What What is mom doing? It's She's having quiet time. What does she do in quiet time? Well, she's reading her Bible. Yeah. Um, she's praying that this is what I'm doing. This is why I need you to be quiet. Not I'm having my quiet time, but they have no idea what the quiet time is. Mm-hmm. Um, it also is just they're, that they're just watching you. They're watching how you handle situations and how you handle people. And when they are actually of the appropriate age, you being able to have really good conversations with your children. I think that's one thing that we did in our household later on is that we just said, hey, nothing is taboo. We talk about everything. Mm -hmm. And what happens is you you bring in Christ in the day-to-day, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And you allow Him and your relationship with Him cause you to make the decisions you make. And you've used that filter and your kids are listening and they're hearing why you're making the decisions you make. Or maybe you are regretting a decision you make because in retrospect, it didn't go through the filter, but you're voicing that. Mm-hmm. And so I would, I think probably my biggest call out to parents is don't overthink this. If you are a it's Christ follower, you have natural things that you're doing day to day just show that to your kids. Don't feel like you have to, they're not old enough or they're not, let them walk with you through what your relationship with Christ looks like Mm -hmm. so that they can start to model that themselves and then know that they're going to go through their own journey. They're going to hit hard patches. Adolescence, teenage years is going to bring some hard times. And if you've done all of this on the front side where you've shown them the relationship with Christ and what that looks like, they will come out on the other side of it, mm-hmm. um, a much stronger person. But those, are, that, I think that's what I would start with. And we can kind of go from there. But I think sometimes yeah. we as parents, especially first-time parents, we overthink and we over-engineer in our head what something has to look like. And we also are watching other people and we let, allow comparison to cause us to think we're not doing a good job not remembering that everybody's walk and relationship with Christ looks different. And our kids just need to know what ours looks like. How are we doing the day-to-day? And why do we do what we do in the day-to-day? You, oh my gosh, you just hit on so many powerful things. And I want to talk about all of them. One of the first things that you said that I loved is things that we did do intentionally. Mm -hmm. And I remember it like we would on Sunday nights, we would go to the soup kitchen and we would serve the homeless. I remember on serve days with Church of the Highlands, we would just go pass out water bottles. Like I, I remember just 
intentional times that as a family unit, we would make it a priority to serve our community. And it was a normal, it was just, it was what we did. But because y'all so emphasized a relationship with the Lord, we knew our why. Kind of going back to last week in your story, it's like, it wasn't just, this is your tasks and this is what you're supposed to do. It's, I'm doing this from a delight in God. I'm doing this because I love God. It's like, because I love God, I obey him. Because Mm -hmm. I love God, I serve him and I serve his people. It's out of the overflow of a relationship. Right. So I love that you said that. And also, I so agree. I think we can overcomplicate mm-hmm. it. And I think that overcomplication comes from pressure. Yeah. This pressure of I so badly want to do this well. And sometimes I think we define well as perfect. Mm-hmm. But if I were to sit down and ask a bunch of people, even myself, what would perfect look like? I don't know if we would actually be able to give a full explanation. And if we did, we would be open our eyes would be open to see, wait, that's actually a crazy expectation I have on myself. Like I have no wonder I'm burnt out. No wonder I'm exhausted by every day trying to share Christ with my kids because I'm expecting myself to do this in a way that's the bar. It's the bar that we're setting. Yeah. I would also say like, think about the people that you like to be around the most. So Mm -hmm. like, I'll answer the question for me. It's, it's people that are very real. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have to, like, break through a wall with them. Like, I just know that once we sit down and we start having our coffee, like, they're just going to blah. Like, they're just letting it out. Like, here's how I'm feeling. It's it's those real people. Mm -hmm. And I think that those are the types of kids that we want to raise. We want to raise genuine, authentic, real people that are Christ followers. And that takes them being able to watch real, authentic, genuine Christ followers as parents. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you you really can't over-engineer that. That is, yeah. I don't, when I wake up in the morning, I don't know what's going to hit me. I, sometimes I'm going to handle it really well. Sometimes I'm not going to handle it really well. And so the times that I don't, my kids are going to hear me apologize. They're going to hear me say, I messed up. This is why I messed up. This is what I should have done. They're going to see me be authentic with them. It, those are the things that are the most powerful ways that you can mm-hmm. show Jesus to your kids is by being a real, authentic, genuine, transparent Christ follower in front of them. Yes. And I would say my relationship with you and dad only benefited from the honesty and the genuineness in our home. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes I'm I can just see like, that a parent would probably be scared to portray that authenticity and the things that aren't all put together because they want to portray a certain image to their kids. When actuality, I think sometimes whenever we don't portray honesty, we're actually hindering intimacy with our kiddos and then showing them that they can't show the Mm -hmm. more rough edges that everybody has. Yes. Yeah. And I, oh, my brain farted. Hang on one second. I gotta remember it. <laughs> While you remember, I think that's like a hashtag, like not being, like lack of honesty prevents intimacy. That's like a great line for this. I think for parents to just yeah. think through like being honest with your kids. Because that's what, I mean, that's what you want. And I'm speaking this from a place of, 
my child hasn't even been born yet, but I can just see from the other side of being your daughter that like your honesty increased our intimacy mm-hmm. as mom and daughter and now even as best friends as right. we've grown older. And I love that we said that because <laughs> my brain came back. This has been happening more and more lately. <laughs> I've heard that that happens. Pregnancy brain. Yes. But I think something really cool, because you were talking about intentionality, I think something really important is being intentional in the spontaneous. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I think of intentionality as being incorporated into some type of routine or planned structure but i think of what peter said whenever he wrote always be prepared to give an answer for the hope that you have i see that even in the spontaneous moments with your kids like when you're picking them up from school and they get in the car and they ask the question that you thought maybe you were going to (laughs) plan a coffee date and let's go talk about that in five years they asked you in the car on the way home from kindergarten it's like god not be prepared that's right (laughs) point them to Christ. I just, so I, I love that. I love just what does it look like to see those spontaneous moments as discipleship moments, mm-hmm. as moments to be intentional and not letting those be robbed from you because you're upset they didn't look how you always expected or planned for would, them to look. Yeah. And I would also say, I think as parents, sometimes we're really scared about our kids asking questions Mm. or being doubtful what we don't realize is if you as parents if you think back to your faith journey did you not have moments that you questioned things did you not have moments that you doubted things like you're lying to yourself if you say that you never had those moments so true you did and so don't be fearful of those know that god can handle any doubt, he can handle any question. And so when you when you see your kids asking questions that maybe it stirs fear in your heart, know that you need to hold on to the spirit and to God and the strength that they have to search with your kids. Allow them to ask the questions. Dive into scripture with them. So but don't one. feel like you have to hurry up and get them to an answer. Allow them to navigate and trust and have faith in God that he is going to drive that ship. It may not be the timeline that you want him to drive it in, but he will. And I think that's another way that we can show Christ is that we can show that the questions that you have don't cause fear in me because I know my God and I know that he is faithful and I know that he is, he is, his all being, he is always, Mm -hmm. he is, I am. And so you can ask all of these questions and that is 100% okay. And it's going to make you stronger in your walk that you search and you still find him at the end of all of these questions. So I would just challenge the parents out there that one way you can show is encourage the questions. Welcome the doubts and don't don't be fearful of them and feel like you have to hurry up and get an answer. Allow your kids to search because yeah. God is there. He is there in the searching. If you go back to my last podcast and I was tell- talking about my search mm-hmm. and my journey, um, it I mean, that was a course of about four years, five years that he took me on before I actually came to the point of a true relationship with him. And so it takes time sometimes, but at the end of the day, when you allow your kids to go on the journey and you're there with them the entire time, showing them God and being there with them that you're remaining faithful, 
it truly is you showing Christ to them the entire time. And that so points back to honesty leads to intimacy because there are probably, I would think, be questions that are asked that you're like, I don't know. Let's know. So it's like, oh, so they're searching. Mom and dad are searching too. Emma's way smarter than I am when it comes to scripture. (laughs) So she says things all the time. I'm like, I don't know. Let's look. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, something that you said that I would love, I would love to finish out on is you talked about how everybody is on their own journey. And I think that that is something that may not always be talked about, but I would love for you to Mm. share me and Nolan. I was just sitting here thinking of it. Yes. We are two completely different humans. Yes. Yet you are the mom of us both. Mm-hmm. And because we're two completely different humans, our walk walk with God has been unique in their own way. So to parents who have one child like seeking the Lord in one type of way and another child and their journey looks completely different, mm-hmm. what encouragement or advice would you give them? Uh, I think for parents, like you, you got to break all molds like don't have a certain mold that you think fits a child um, especially you're going to have a firstborn and they're going to have one mold and then you're going to think oh well then that's exactly what this should look like and then your second child comes along and they look completely different you're like wait a minute what are they not are they straying away do they not mm-hmm. nolan and emma's journey couldn't look more different um, you know, Emma, you like you love people. You love to show Christ in a way where you're like encouraging people and you're pointing out where God has gifted them. That That is like that is your true gift that he's given you. Nolan will not walk up and encourage anyone <laughs> very often. That is not his <laughs> gift. But Nolan's gift is just sheer leadership and the fact that he is extremely loyal mm-hmm. to people and he loves to really dig into facts and understand scripture and really help to get like, let's understand the truth. What does the truth say? Mm-hmm. And that's going to, I'm going to hold on to that truth. And I'm on God. And he's men not afraid through. to defend He's it. not afraid. He's courageous. And so in public, that looks very different. And I've even had people come up to me and be like, I don't like your kids. Like they're, you know, we don't ever see Nolan much. We see him all the time. And, you know, as a mom, you could be like, is something like, do they think Nolan's not following Christ? Do they? Absolutely. You, you have to, yeah. as a parent, you have to not allow the external to form your opinion or what you may be concerned about with your kids. Nolan has an incredible walk with Christ, mm-hmm. but he has his own journey and how he's getting there. You have an incredible walk with Christ, but it is a di- very different journey. Yours is very public with with your friends, with the platforms you have, and God has gifted that to you. Mm-hmm. Nolan's is much more private, and he is gifted with the few that he has brought alongside Nolan to bring them to Christ. And they are some strong men that Nolan has brought to Christ. And so yeah. I'm, as a mom, I am just like so thankful to watch the two of you in very different ways represent Christ. And I think what it shows is that there isn't a mold. Mm -hmm. When you think of the 12 disciples, they were all so different. And I think there was a very purposeful intentionality to that. One, I think Christ wanted to show us that it doesn't take a certain criteria to be a Christ follower. You look at these men, Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just everyday men. 
And then I think it also shows us that everyone can be very different and still be a very strong Christ follower because it takes a whole body. A foot has a very different purpose than a hand. An ear has a very different purpose than a mouth, but it takes all of us to represent the body of Christ. And so in your family unit, you may have a foot and you may have a pointer finger and they're going to look very different and they're going to operate very different. But as a parent, don't be fearful of the differentness. Be excited that you have that foot and that pointer finger in your household because they're going to do incredible things for the kingdom. Mom, that's so powerful. And I believe that when you express that and believe that as a parent, you really shoot a flaming dart at comparison. Yes. Because you help show your kids that it's not success to fit one certain mold, but it is success to walk in obedience to be who God has called you to be. So I just, I love that. Mama, thank you. Thank you. It's been fun. I know. This is so encouraging. <laughs> I guess we'll have to wait and see. see. <laughs> Guys, we love y'all so much. We'll talk to y'all next week. See ya.